Talking Circle Studio. Welcome to the Terminally Unique Podcast. This is Diva. And this is Dean. Hi. Hi. Welcome to another episode, you guys. Yeah, welcome. We got this new show with a new theme song and a new everything. And it's just, it's a new world today. Yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, well, I was going to try to beat you to yeah. it. How was your weekend, Dean? Oh, man, you know how my weekend was. I know. But we had the Tri-State uh, tri Convention this Shout weekend. out to all the people who went to Tri-State. Yeah. What a, what a, what a, a amazing event, you know, and all this recovery there and you know, I saw so many people there that I hadn't seen in years. So mm -hmm. it was a really, I saw my original counselor there. Oh, wow. And I actually got him to to possibly come on the show here. All so, right. And we're, he's going to be coming on in the next few weeks, hopefully. But um, yeah, just so cool. Uh, you know, it's just good seeing people. And I felt all the spirituality there and the, the praying at the end of the of the last, uh, the banquet. It was pretty powerful. People were crying at the table. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. What about you? How was your experience there? It was great. It was wonderful. Wow. I, had, I, I felt like I ate too many, too many like cinnamon buns, like cinnabuns, because they had. Wait a minute, you had more than one? Yes. <laughs> I think hell? I just like, I was going through like the obsession of it. I'm like, oh, it's morning time. I got to go buy coffee and a cinnamon <laughs> and extra icing on it. And I was like, by the time I left oh, that convention, man. I felt like five pounds overweight or oh. something. And then it's like, oh my gosh. Oh, but you know what? Um, I got dark, I got a lot of sun. Um, oh, I thought you meant you got dark, like something bad happened. <laughs> no, no. I, I got a lot of vitamin D over there Yeah, in, in all forms, but um, <laughs> you like how I sucked oh, that in there, huh? Oh, wow. No, but it was great because uh, yeah. I love the meetings. I got lost a couple times. That, that casino is so easy to get lost in. Because it's like the 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 rooms... Like the hospitality room, going down that hallway, the the other room, and then you have to go through a different escalator to right. go to the star view. I was like, wait, uh, wait, where yeah, am I it's going? So hard. But so, we had fun at yeah. the club, didn't we? Oh gosh, just mm. watching everybody dance. We, we love people watching. I, I tried to get the beautiful Amanda to dance, mm. but um, she wasn't having it. You, know? you guys did. Well, I was dancing in the, in the seat there when we were at the seat. I was yeah. just kind of doing that. But that's about <laughs> as far as we got. But, I was low key uh, like checking out the DJ. Oh, jeez. Yeah. His techniques just, were really great. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I was enjoying that too. Yeah. All right. So off to our sponsors. Oh, my gosh. We have sponsors? Yeah. Well, let's just do talking circles to begin with. If you uh, have an idea for a podcast, you just want to talk to somebody about it, why don't you give me a call here at Talking Circle Studio? We'll talk about it. I'll tell you all the ins and outs of it. And if you want to go through with it, you have a beautiful studio in Monrovia, California to do it with and a guy that loves doing podcasts. So give me a call at 818-823-9595. That's 818-823-9595. And then let's talk about our other buddy. Who's that? That oh. West Covina barber. Oh, yeah. The one who likes to do uh, talk therapy while he's cutting your hair. That's right. Dre talk. Dre cuts actually. Yeah. Um. He also has a podcast here called Dre, Dre talks. talks. And, and um, circles. <laughs> you can hit him up on Instagram. It's uh, Dre underscore cuts. D R E H underscore C U T Z. And um, go get your haircut done over there at um, West Covina Barber too. Yeah, he'll hook yeah. you up. He's awesome, awesome dude. Yeah. All right, off to the races. You're gonna introduce this guy? Oh yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> This guy, when I first met him, I said, is that really your real name? That is a cool name. And, you know, when I found out that he has solid sobriety and he's a very big member at the Triangle Club, I said, well, you know what? We have to go get him. And um, so let me introduce Tom Brady, a.k.a. Tom B. Hi. Hi. Tom. How's it going? Man? Hi. How good. are you? I'm good. 
Yeah, you're, you're not to the, the you're not the Super Bowl winner, right? You're a different Tom Brady. I'm the uh, first Tom Brady. Okay, okay, the original. <laughs> He's the original Tom Brady. But we both have the same middle name too that we share. No, no way. way, really? Yes. Wow, that's uh, what, and what might that be? Edward. Wow, that's crazy. That is super crazy. How coincidental. What, what are you from? Are, are you guys from the same town, hometown? No, he's from uh, San Jose. Is he? I didn't know he was from. I really? didn't even know he was from California. Wow. wow. And I'm from Pasadena. Okay, so just a few hundred miles away yeah. from each other. Not, so, uh, did you ever meet his mom? Is there something that we need to know? No, but I, <laughs> I wanted to attend some games with him. You know, uh, you still got but one, one I more never season. was able to obtain tickets to go see him. You got one one season left. You better go get some tickets. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Tom, what 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 brought you? Uh, what what brought you into the rooms? Like, let's let's start off with um your statistics first. So, um, what's your DOC? When's your sobriety date? You know, stuff like that. Where's your home group? Uh, yeah, um, you want to know, um, my sobriety date. Mm -hmm. Right. It's supposed to start with, and maybe like... So the DOT is... uh, Your DOC, a drug of choice. Oh. Yeah. It, well, it started with alcohol and ended with alcohol, Uh, but in between that time, cocaine became my, my choice. Mm. Oh, okay. That and speed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So when did you get sober? And uh, October twelfth, nineteen ninety three. All right, all right. That's when I was getting going. Which uh, is give or take one week or or whatever. Oh, but um, from me stopping drinking. Oh yeah, because I gave up the drugs before mm-hmm. I oh, gave okay. up drinking, and but um, yeah, yeah. What happened? Let's roll it all the way back. So you were born in Pasadena. Pasadena. And how was your childhood? Did you have a lot of uh did you have a lot of siblings? Did you were you alone? I had a brother and a sister. And you were what what place in that? The, the mom saved the best for last. <laughs> oh, the baby. Is that so? <laughs> the baby. How, how was that growing up in Pasadena? Um it was uh, different um but uh it was an education for me because it was a highly mixed mm-hmm. neighborhood. Okay. And, um, you know, um, primarily uh, black, mm-hmm. but uh, there was uh, some Asians and some Spanish people there. And, um, yeah, so, but, you know, um, we all got along, really. Yeah. How That's... was the dynamics at your home, like, growing up? Um, mom wore the pants. Oh, okay. Was dad around? If you want, yes, but if you wanted to... Go anywhere or do anything, you always went to mom ah. with that stuff. Okay, okay. And yeah. so, was was were either either of the parents drinkers? No, my dad maybe once or twice a year would have something like around the, the different, holidays. yeah, different holiday. Primarily like Christmas and New Year's. Oh, okay, you know he, but he wasn't one to just drink all day, right? He, He'd have a couple of few drinks, and then that would be it. Right. What about your mom? Um, my mom, no. I'm just very rarely did I ever see her, uh, you know, with a glass in her in her hand. Okay. And then, how about your your siblings? Either of them drinking and drugging early? Or? Um. Yeah, my sister, but very lightly. Uh, my brother, I heard different stories about him because he was six years older than me, and uh-huh. and so I really didn't hang around with him, uh, him and his friends that much, and until I got in my twenties, then I was somewhat accepted to hang around with them. Right, right, right. But um, no, but I heard different stories where sometimes he'd overdo it, and sometimes he wouldn't even drink, and a lot of his friends said that. He hardly ever drank. Mm. Oh, okay. So childhood was pretty normal. How was that like for me? Yeah. Um. No. In one aspect, I didn't have very many friends. Okay. I had a speech impediment. I stuttered all the time. Mm-hmm. Couldn't put three words together. Mm-hmm. And I was always pulled out of my grade school 
class and put into a special class. Yeah. And um and I wasn't this student that would raise my hand if I had a problem with a subject. Mm-hmm. I just went through school that way and I was one that wouldn't get up in front of a a, a classroom and give an oral book report. Mm-hmm. You know, just give me whatever grade you feel that fits and I was always in acceptance for that. So, yeah, I wasn't the one to get up and uh, speak. Mm. So you kind of had a lot of, like, social anxiety? Yes, I did. Okay, okay. And and I used to say that I was shy and all that, but um, I heard someone um, sharing one time at a meeting, and, and he more or less said the same thing, that he wasn't shy. He was absolutely scared. Mm. And right. so that's the way I was. And, you know, I wouldn't speak and speak with you unless you were immediate family or a very close friend. Oh, okay. So you were the quiet kid in the corner. Yes, I was. Okay. Until that first drink. So how old were you when that first drink came? 14. 14. Okay. And then, so how did that, how did that happen? Um, I didn't like the taste of, um, of whiskey, um, uh-huh. Seagram seven. Yeah. But, um, I liked what it did. I liked the effect. Well, how did wait, were you just home one day and you just saw it, or how did how how that night? No, we ended up getting a, b- a bottle. We were over at this uh, friend's house, and um, we just happened to be visiting her, and me and another friend. And so this friend's house that we were in, her mother happened to be at work and wasn't home yet, and so we knew that she kept a a lot of uh, liquor in the garage. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we happened to get a, a bottle. And uh, we took it to a vacant lot. Okay. And uh, the th- three of us sat around drinking, passing the bottle. Right on. And so did you. And that was my introduction to alcohol. So you liked it? Did yes. Did you love it? <laughs> you, you knew right <laughs> <laughs> You just had that aha warm feeling. You're like, oh. That's it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Love at first sight. More or less. Yeah. More or less. I liked what it did. Alcohol definitely did for me before it did to me. Right. Mm. So did you get sick on that on that initial uh, drink? Uh, I threw up yeah. after <laughs> passing it around some time. Did your mom find out? You know what? I don't think I don't think she did. No. Okay. But she had caught me on a couple other occasions. So. Oh, yeah. Do yeah. tell. Do tell about so, those occasions. Well, after this first one, how long was it before you drank again? Um. Um, maybe a week. Oh, okay. you're so, like, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Next party. Yeah, because we used to go to this liquor store right near Pasadena High School mm-hmm. that used to be there. And so we'd go in there with a long trench coat on. Oh. And we would swap coats. <laughs> oh. There would be three of us that would go in there and load the pockets up Heck with beer. Yeah. Right, right. So you guys started stealing right away to get the... To get that the- and cigarettes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So how is this? So this is like fourteen. You ended up getting through school. It, it, you made it. You made it through. You still kind of dealt with that social anxiety though, because you couldn't drink at school, probably, right? Right, and yeah. and then I was kicked out of high school twice, eleventh grade, and why? What, what happened? Just for being rowdy and oh. racing, racing through the um, the school with my um, with my car. Oh, oh, okay. Are you? So you get you got in trouble a few times. You got kicked out. Then what happens? Is mom happy with you at this point? No. What happened after that? <laughs> after you got kicked out of school, where'd you? Um, go? I went to con- uh, continuation twice. Oh, okay. And did but did you you finished? Yeah, yeah. In my senior year, uh, I graduated with just enough credits, <laughs> and they let me graduate with the Pasadena High. Oh, that's cool. Right. Okay. Hmm. And then. Um, and then you talked about being in the military earlier. Did you go into the military from there? It, um, it was actually about a year later. Oh, okay. okay. What did you do in that year? Before I went? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was a partier. Yeah. yeah. Did you get into yeah. trouble? Oh, yes, I did. I, I've been arrested, and uh-huh. um, I've uh, been ar- thrown into city jails. Yeah. For being a menace to society. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, definitely, definitely belong here in a terminally unique. Uh, yeah. 
So what? So what happens? You you decide to go in the military for any particular reason? Um, me me and a friend, and his name was also Tom. Oh, okay. okay. And so we decided to, you know, let's go in and get our career. Okay. And so we both went in on the buddy. Buddy system. Buddy system, right? And thinking that we're going all the way through being buddies, but we didn't know that, like, if our school separated us, that's where we would split apart. Mm. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh. Where'd you go? What school did you go to? I went to a advanced infantry training. Okay. And um, it was... Um, um, it was combat engineers. Mm, okay. Building bridges, bunkers, and um, driving trucks. <laughs> what wow. what, uh, what branch of the military is it? Army. Oh, the army. Okay. Wow. So then, you're... and then he had microwave communication. Oh, okay. So um, he went off to his school, and eventually he went to Korea, uh-huh. and I went and I went to Vietnam. Oh. Okay. Oh, so you're a you're a Vietnam vet. Yes. Oh, okay. You didn't look old enough to be a Vietnam vet. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what, what year is this that you, that you enlisted? We enlisted in 67. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. A- April of 67. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you go, you go off, go to Vietnam, and, and how long were you there? I was there for 13 months. Okay. okay. How was your drinking at this time when you went to the army? Like it escalated. It did. Were you? It escalated in uh, in boot camp. Mm-hmm. It escalated in the advanced infantry training school, mm-hmm. and then it in. What did I say? Uh, Pass infantry school, and then it advances. Where? It escalated. <laughs> That's the word I was searching for. <laughs> And it escalated over in Vietnam, and my drug use escalated over in Vietnam. Did you see it started of, with uh, marijuana. Okay. Did you see like a lot of stuff going on over there? Actually, I smoked my first joint on my leave to go over to Vietnam. To Vietnam. Oh, okay. How'd you because around that time, drugs were kind of like hush hush. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So when, when you went there, was there like a were you, were you were you seeing a lot of like traumatic stuff or were you kind of in the in the background doing like the other things where you didn't see that um i mainly what we did is we'd go on uh, convoys and i saw uh, our our convoys would be shot at and we got shot at a few times in base camp uh-huh. and so um i wasn't like uh, a lot of the other ones that saw constant action all the time right, right. or uh, walking through villages Right stuff. I didn't experience that. Okay, okay. Uh, that's good. I would have been. That would have been even rougher. But it still must have been kind of a scary thought to be in this foreign country and people shooting at you, and you know, must have been pretty pretty frightening for a kid. Yeah, I mean, where you're like eighteen, nineteen years old. Nineteen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that must have been. That must have been something. Yeah. So you're you're drinking more probably to help cope with some of these feelings yeah. is what I'm thinking. You know, just to kind of. That and liquid then, courage. That and then, especially when you re return, um, my drinking even escalated even more and more and more. Really? Oh. So w- when you got back, what did you end up doing? Um, living in uh, Sierra Madre with some friends, um, collecting money on the um, on unemployment, mm-hmm. right? And. Um, and uh, the GI Bill, and um, and I went to. I was going to go to college, uh-huh. right? Which I did. I went to a junior college, Pasadena mm-hmm. City. Oh, oh I yeah, did, I did a couple years there. And yeah. those were the best grades that I yeah. I had ever gotten. Oh, okay. In school, I was getting A's and B's. Wow. wow, cool. The rest of the time, I was getting anywhere from a C to an F. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. All through high school, that's how I was. And then I got to Pasadena City College, and I got A's and B's, too. But then I only did, uh, I didn't even get my uh, AA, no. my event, or uh, Associated um, Arts. Oh. Right. I, I just did one year and then dropped out. What? Why was that? 
Well, um, I was taking fire science courses, which I really wanted to get involved with was uh, the uh, fire department. Right. And so that's why I was getting such good grades, I think, because I was really interested. Yes, involved with it and everything and wanted to pursue that. And then one instructor, we had a a, uh, platoon um, um, commander that was one of our instructors and then a... um, a, um, anyway, I forget what his rank was, but he was a little less. So he came in and was talking about his firehouse in inspection at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was busy letting my hair grow long and, <laughs> and having a beard right? and all this. And so, um, I didn't like the, uh, the fact that, um, you know, I had to do, uh, all this GI cleaning and something so simple. I, dropped out wow wow. just because of that yeah do you regret that because i was busy you know doing my drugs and and drinking and right just being a um which well i thought i was going to become a somebody but i still wasn't a somebody and (laughs) yeah so that's what i pursued yeah, they okay. used to they used to call me a knucklehead when I was like that. Dude, I've so, seen yeah. your hair, your your pictures of your hair. Right? Yeah, yeah I was a knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so something so simple is why I dropped out. Right. Why? Why did you? Um, what did you do after that? After you dropped out of school, you must have had to change your whole plan. I became a painter. Oh. Oh, like okay. a house painter. House painter, commercial. Oh, okay. So I got hooked up with. Um, well, actually. Um, my uh, first wife, she had a friend, and so her father was a painter, and so um, he taught me a lot about the trade. Okay, okay. so, so what I you did, speak- so I did that for X number amount of years, but um, that lasted a, a short while because his wife ended up dying, mm-hmm. and so um, who's your wife ended up dying? No, my uh, my, my um, boss. Oh. oh, oh, okay. And he was like a. a a friend also okay f- f- who i met through my first wife so going when we were dating well, going back to your relationships how like how were relationships for you like back in school and like where did you have girlfriends growing up or did that not happen till after you got short back? time yeah short time because like i'd be involved for like a short time and then i just didn't do good in uh, relationships no. and yeah. you know um Maybe because of the fear, maybe because of, um, I don't know, you know, okay. the the commitments and stuff that you have to do. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so, but you get back from, from the military and all of a sudden you're able to do longer term relationships at that point. You got a wife? Yeah, I mean, if you got married. All of a sudden you got a mm-hmm. wife, huh? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was your wife a drinker? Um, she did, did some, yes. Yeah. Yes, but I seem to be more involved. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, with my friends and stuff, but yeah, she was she was a drinker but not, not as heavily. Oh, How long okay. were you guys together? My first wife, we were together wow, we were together maybe together for 12 years. Oh, okay. And That's married weird. for like maybe it was le- we were married for seven to oh. the anniversary date. Wow. Wow. Okay. And what broke that up? She got the seven-year itch and couldn't stop scratching. <laughs> oh, is that why? <laughs> now, during that time, like, were you drinking more and more and more? Was it? Yes. Did you have any And then she was always at fault for making me being late for work. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You know? Right, right. It was her fault. Oh, yeah. For course. for shutting the alarm clock off when I'm not standing on my feet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so you're kind of like you kind of stumbling around life. You're doing some work, but right. your relationship is kind of rocky at some point, and that kind of falls right. apart. I've yeah. I've always been a functional alcoholic as far as having a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like. Paying the bills. Right, mm-hmm. right. And maybe not being so supportive as a uh, husband mm-hmm. and a father. Right. You know, even though I thought I was that much in tune and in touch with my kids. but um, So you had kids with your first wife? 
I have a daughter with my first and oh. two daughters with my second. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So you're kind of like you're 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 kind of doing the functional alcoholic thing, right? And so you kind of like get out of this relationship and and you get into another one. But like, are there are you get any DUIs or anything during the meantime? In my first divorce, yes, I got uh, one. Um, th- there was two in seventy nine. Mm. Two DUIs. Yeah, wow. one at the start of the year and one towards the end of the year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now you probably have to do like time over that two in one year, but back then well, it was, it was, a it was still a wrist, little right? easy. It was still a little light and easier yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. I had a fine I had to pay, but, um, you know, a lot of the times they were dropped to like reckless driving, a wet reckless. Right. A wet right. reckless. Yeah. You know, and so, um, yeah, it's like a wet alcoholic mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. A wet yeah. brain. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of. But, um, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, I had to pay a fine, but nothing like my third one. My third one cost me, like, over $4,000. Wow. When and that was, was that? And, and that was a little bit later? Yes. Okay. That was, like, in um, 93. Oh, oh is that okay. what did you in? So that, that one and then another divorce. Oh, okay. So you, so after after you got divorced from the first one, how long till you met the second one? Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, okay. So if I go, I don't know. It would be <laughs> eight and uh, maybe around in um, okay, probably a year. A year? Oh, okay. That was 80. Okay, okay, 80. And then you get with a new one, and then you were together for how long with this second one? We were together for 15 years wow. and shy of being married for 12. You you, you stayed for a long time, huh? Like you, was she a drinker too? You know, um, yeah, we could drink Jack Daniels together and stuff. We had, we had a couple of places that we'd go and, and we'd do that, but... Um, and then um, she wasn't in. When I introduced her to cocaine, that did it right there. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, that and speed. So what happened? Do tell. Yeah, like um, when did you start? When did you get introduced to cocaine? By the way, when did that come into the picture for you? I got introduced to that um, in my first marriage. Okay. 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 And so that kind of stuck with you all the way to the end. Yes. Okay. That marijuana speed, and then within that time, and then in my second marriage, that's where the acid was taking place and all that stuff, oh, too. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you you we went into the military to, to stay as for a career, but then you just ended up doing, you just ended up doing. I wanted them to teach me a career. Right. And so. Um, what did you do after painting? Became a truck driver. Oh, Okay. So I drove until I retired. Oh, okay. Wow. That's oh. cool. That's good. On, that's easier on your lungs for sure. <laughs> yeah, that painting is, is rough on your lungs. I but guess. when I was going through schools in the, uh, in, in the Army, I asked huh? my um, platoon sergeant if I could um, be requested for heavy equipment operator. Mm-hmm. So he said that he would check into it and then let me know and... He never checked into it, and he never let me know. <laughs> so, so, so you got stuck with whatever you were doing there. That's right. Oh, okay. Aww. All right. So you're going through two marriages. You're kind of got you kind of got to a point now where you and you and your second wife were broke were broken up. Your kids are kind of starting to get a little bit older at this point, right? Then when we split up, um, she. My oldest in that one was 10, and my youngest was four. Oh, oh okay. They were still, yeah, they were still pretty young. Yeah. So what, what, what bring, bring us into the last six months before you got sober. What, what did your life look like in that last six like, months? Like, why did you guys break up the second, in the second marriage? Um, because I had lost a job before that mm-hmm. that I was on for 12 years. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Why'd you lose the job? My brother and I, we he got me on with Jersey Made. Okay. And he was a driver for Jersey Made. And then I started working in the warehouse. Mm. And then I finally, they gave me, they let me train to for my Class A license. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then what split us up, we were, so I lost that job. Mm-hmm. And that was through um, Vaughn starting to take us over. It was a co-op. It was different um, grocery, Mm -hmm. um, a couple other grocery chains that had shares in that. And Vaughn's was always the major shareholder. Right. Mm. And so um, they decided to take us over, take over Jersey Made too. And so me and the supervisor, uh, transportation supervisor, we didn't see eye to eye with one another. And so I kind of played games with him, you know. Mm-hmm. It had a lot to do with me because my brother, he was the same mindset. He'd play games, but only mine. My brother didn't have the alcohol problem as I as what I did. Mm-hmm. And so um, they decided to make an exemplary employee out of me one day. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And so... Um, and I could have fought it now that I thought about it. I could have, but, um, you know, then I started thinking, why pursue something like that when it was going to be inevitable anyway that one day they were completely going to get rid of me anyway. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And so, you know, because I had no, um, I had no uh, support group. I didn't have the union behind me. Right. And they decided to um, not back me. Mm-hmm. Right at this point, so I represented myself, right, which wasn't all that smart. <laughs> yeah, and so um, yeah, so I ended up getting other jobs, but yeah, it. And when I lost that job, my second wife was pre- pregnant with our second child, so I had to think about uh, medical insurance and all and, that uh, stuff like that and everything. So I ended up de- getting another job, driving, um. But, um, yeah, and you know what? We were the best of friends, the best of what a couple could be for years and years, the majority of those 15 years. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then why did you guys break up? Uh, because um, my um, we were split up once before for about six months, and then we got back together. Then I was always looking on um, trucks going up and down the highway and getting the names and the numbers phone numbers off of them and make giving phone calls. So I ended up um, calling this one Kings County truck lines up in Tulare. That was their, their home base. Mm-hmm. And so we were living in Palmdale at the time. Mm-hmm. So we packed everything up and moved to Tulare for a new start, mm-hmm. get us back on our feet financially. Uh-huh. And so me going through the orange groves and, and the olive groves and everything, um, and drinking and smoking a joint on the way home from work. And um, so one day, um, some friends that I used to work with came up to um, have a party and visit. And so I did that, and I ended up getting a, uh, arrested on the way home Oh, okay. Um, that night. So it was over that last um, financial loss that, um, and I knew that it was coming. Okay. You know, I I knew all I had was one more chance. So it was kind of like based in in your in your drinking and using. Kind of lost that marriage. Yes. So the 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 losses are adding up at this point, really. Yes. (laughs) There isn't too many pluses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What what happens? What what happens? What's the what's the finally the 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 straw that break the camel's back? Yeah. In 1993. Yeah. What brought you into recovery? Because that one of the friends that I was drinking with, he said that I should um, get in contact with the VA, that they have a drug and alcohol treatment program. And so um, I was able to, up to that point to fix all my problems. And it would just take a little while bef- before I get back on my feet. But this time, I mean, I knew what I had done. It was going to take me a long, long, long time. Right. Before right. I saw employment in that field, mm-hmm. right, or even in employment at all, you know, right, with anything, it would take me a while, and and so um, he suggested that I would call him, and so I waited for the family to be gone one weekend, and I started calling around, 
and it might have been over a memorial um, weekend, and not too many places were answering, well, none were answering, right. except for the VA hospital that I ended up calling. Right. And so I called them, and then he suggested, the vet rep suggested that I come um, at, come up and uh, speak with them, meet, uh-huh. meet with them. So I, so I eventually did that, but um, yeah, that was... That was a low point of my life right there. Yeah. And knowing that the family was going to be split, knowing that I was going through my second divorce. Right. And it just hurt at the time because, you know, when I looked back on it, we we were the best of what a couple could be for so many years. Mm-hmm. So many years. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, to have that happen. And um, so when... And then when we were in the service about our benefits and everything, the only thing I knew when I got out of the service, I was entitled to a GI loan and going to school mm-hmm. and un and un and unemployment. Okay. Anything more than that, we learned through word of mouth. Mm. So what is it that um when you did the when you went to when, when you went into treatment, what kind of treatment was it? Was it like inpatient treatment? Or? It was inpatient, and um, how long were you there? And I didn't know anything about that other than that it was a VA hospital, mm-hmm. and and it was close to where I was living at the time in Tulare. Oh, okay. It was oh, okay. like maybe forty five minutes away. Right, oh, right. Okay. And so I made that drive and. Um, Little did I know, after I was there for a short period, it was rated one of the top three 12-step programs in the nation. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. So it was 12-step. Oh, okay. okay. How long were you there? Did we already... Actually, I was there um, for... Uh, I was there for three months. Oh, okay, Oh, wow. Cool. It's a long term. I was there for three months, and then I went into re- a recovery house uh-huh. with vets. Oh, that's cool. And I did outpatient there for another three months. Okay. And I ended up living in that house. Um, it was two months, two months shy of being there for three years. Oh, cool. Wow. So you were there for a while. Yeah. Well, that's great. And then you kind of kind of started picking up the pieces of your life in that in that time well the va introduced they would take us out in vans to different meetings uh-huh and so we would do the. they introduced me to alcoholics anonymous that's cool and then we had our in that treatment facility it was pretty well structured and we had our own little community group mm-hmm. and we'd have the counselors sitting around on the outside but they would let us like have a hot seat with a new one coming in. Oh, cool. And the thousands of questions, and they let us like run the day. But if there was a problem in it, mm-hmm. they would go to the, I guess, the head chair mm-hmm. person within that group. Right. And they would talk it over. Oh, but wow. they let us more or less run the whole thing. Oh, that's wow. cool. Wow. Wow. So did, did you get involved right away? You had a sponsor right away? Did you? No. No? No. Um, you know, um, I would go to meetings, but yeah, I would get phone numbers, but did I make calls on? No. No. Because it was something that I was instructed to do. Yeah. Get a bunch of phone numbers. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. So that I did. Okay. That I did, but yet I bonded friendships with guys in there, and you can... More or less, tell the knuckleheads oh, right. mm-hmm. from right. the ones that that want it, you know. Yeah, and most of them, the ones that wanted it, was like me. I mean, like when I went there, I was forty-five years old, mm-hmm. okay. and so I met other guys like in their forties and thirties, and and so we would go out on walks every single after we left that treatment facility. Mm-hmm. The ones I bonded friendships with, we'd go out on walks almost every day. Okay. And they could be anywhere from a four to a five-mile walk. Wow. And all we do is just talk. Right, right. And so we got to know one another, where we came from, what happened, and uh, stuff like that, you know. And so uh, that's where I bonded with another alcoholic, talking with another alcoholic that's or working cool. with another alcoholic. Okay. You know, that's where it all started was in, and then sitting in, um, 
in uh, t- uh, 12-step meetings, book, st- me- me- uh, book studies, right, and uh, stuff like that. We had volunteers that came into <clears throat> the hospital and would have book studies with us and all that jazz and everything. Right. And then we had a couple of them that would come to the house, and then we'd end up going to different meetings with them. Mm-hmm. Right. And in that house, there was times there was only 26 of us. It's a lot. And two of us had cars. Oh, okay. Wow. And driver's licenses. That's, that's a long The others were on bicycles or uh, both bicycles and a, a bus pass. Right, right. So wow. everywhere I went, I would load my car up with guys uh-huh. and and take them and take them to a meeting. Wow. Then sometimes we'd end up just walking to a meeting and and there again just talking and uh, stuff like that. How long did it take for you to like actually get get a sponsor and do the work like you bulk? My first counselor actually was a uh, a, a counselor in the Your VA. first sponsor. Yeah. Mm. And so he ended up getting employment somewhere so he so he left me Mm. and then it wasn't too much after that that um i ended up um leaving there um because of the bush and the clinton election okay and um i was i one of my part-time jobs was working at the va and um as a janitor Mm mm-hmm and so they weren't going to have any more temporary em- federal employees. Oh. And so I made it an arrangement to go to my sister's. Mm-hmm. And I lived up in Sacramento with her for about six months. Oh, okay. okay. And then um, me being as social as I am, <laughs> being that janitor, I I would um, I hooked up with this... Um, this guy that had lived in uh, Fresno for X amount of years and was a cattle rancher, and he had cattle at one time, and so he had wealth, but he wasn't communicating with his family. Mm-hmm. But he ended up would communicate with this male nurse and then me, because mm-hmm. they would have him sit down in the hallway when they would clean his room, uh-huh. and they'd have straps around his arms to keep his yeah him because what he'd do is that he'd sit in this like vinyl chair mm-hmm. and pick all the way through the vinyl and then start picking the cotton out and throwing it on the floor wow. oh wow but him and i bonded we bonded this friendship and i would take him out and wheel him around the corridor uh-huh. then it got to the point where they let me wheel him wheel him down downstairs oh cool so I'd wheel him downstairs so I could have my cigarette break. Right, right. right. And then I would talk. I do that. <laughs> and this floor was mainly guys that were in World War II. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so I would talk with them and what they were in there for. The majority of them in the, were in there for diabetes. Okay, yeah. Right. Diabetes problems. So right. I'd talk to them. And I got hooked up with this one guy one time that where he would just go around for this trucking outfit and he would uh, observe um, 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 trucking outfits that lost their businesses or or just land of where they could purchase and right. you know and create another outfit for for them. So this one guy gave me a phone number and where they were located in in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So I got them a call. Mm-hmm. Because usually it it would take you like five years before anyone will even discuss, um, you know, hiring you on as yeah, a uh, yeah. commercial driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I started making, or I made this phone call, and so I went and met with them, and they hired me. Oh, wow. cool. You know, and so the so that was neat. But I bonded the friendship with this guy, and um, and stuff, and and it was kind of sad when I left because I knew that he was sad. And yeah. I was sad, and, you know, but I got him to where he was communicating, you know, mm-hmm. oh, and stuff again. And yeah, yeah, we got along like really. And then I got him out of the hospital into his own little assisted living place where he oh, lived okay. by himself. Oh, but okay. yet he had nurses and everybody around, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So did you? Did and you... then I, when I came down here, um, actually there was this guy that used to hang out at the 502 Club called Jim. They called him Jim Tripp. Oh, okay. But he wasn't the Jim Tripp from the Triangle Club. Okay. We you know, a different one. They would call him Tripper, but his name was James. And I think his last name might have been Tripper. Okay. Or, or <laughs> something or, like that. Or something like that. Right, yeah. Right. So I would go over to his house every every weekend over to his apartment and and um I'd be up there in his apartment for like three or four hours and all we were doing just talking AA. And basically what he had me doing through our converse was taking me through the steps. Wow. And I didn't even know it at the time. Wow. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty sneaky. I like it. So yeah. did he become your sponsor? You know what? Um, sponsors are, are, are one. But I think that you can bond a real good friendship with someone. Mm-hmm. And doesn't have to be your sponsor. Yeah. And 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 stuff, but no. As as far as a so called a, a so called sponsor, no. I've never had what you would say is a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I just had people that I just bonded these friendships with. But yet, I guess maybe you can say that we had a good communication. Mm-hmm. You know that we could open up and stuff, and, and you know and. and yeah, I mean, with somebody taking you through the steps, that's it, basically a sponsorship. So. It's just another wor- alcoholic working, with working another with another one. one. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. I've had, and when I was going to the 502 a lot, I asked this one, I forgot his name, but he was pretty popular, and he had a lot of years. And so after he spoke there one night, I asked him if he would be my sponsor, and he said, no, he says, actually, I don't sponsor, but I'll be your friend. Mm. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I yeah. said, okay, so, yeah, so I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's that's so, in the in the years of your sobriety, like, what are some of the highlights of your, of your sobriety? Wow, what are, and you know what, what, I think what done it for me, too, is that the age that I came in at 45, because mm-hmm. I can relate to the ones that are in their 20s and in their 30s, mm-hmm. and I can go back in my mindset, how I was when I was in my 20s and 30s. Yeah. yeah. And nobody could tell me anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes down to, you know, when does the when does the teacher bring the message to you and you get the message? Yeah. 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 That's what I think it's all about. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think when I came in the program, I was in my late 30s and, and I was done. I was, I, I, I think I explored all I could explore and I wasn't going to, I didn't need to, I didn't need to figure out if I was an alcoholic or I was an addict. I kind of knew at that point in my twenties, I don't think anybody could have ever got me sober because yeah, no one I, I, I don't, I don't think I believed, I think I could all, I believed that I could always leave whenever I wanted to, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I didn't want to then in my twenties. So <laughs> I barely got you know. in, in my twenties. <laughs> I'm a little yeah, late starter. Yeah, you were. <laughs> yeah. So you want to ask him your question? Yeah. Okay. So if you, I mean, you know, with all your 20 plus years, if you had a newcomer who had 30 days or less, what advice would you give them? Mm. Wow. Um. The simple one, keep coming back and stay close. And, um, you know, get a, um, get a big book for them, give them a 12 by 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I like the 12 by 12. Cause besides the, um, giving them a big book, the 12, 12 by 12 breaks down the steps and then, and then they, and then they, it explains what each one is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so I like that. And then, um, yeah, like I don't jump into that like right away. Because mm. um, I've learned like um, I have to observe for a little while mm-hmm. to see what, you know, what's in them. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if they're willing. Right. Or and Because I seen when I was in the VA hospital... We'd have the dual diagnosed people that would come in there 
and they would use it mainly for the winter to get out of the cold. Yeah. Um, they'd yeah. come in and get their nourishments back and everything. And yeah. then plus they would take them to movies. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, right. they did all this this other stuff for them and, and everything, and then they'd be gone. So right. you feel like they didn't, but, they didn't want it. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, newcomers sometimes you feel like, you know, like you never know if they're just there just to get a break or just to maybe get somebody off their back or, yeah, or not. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I get it. But, yeah, just to keep coming back and, you know, like I think that there's a shame that goes along when people relapse sometimes and they don't, they feel too shameful to come back. But it's the opposite. You mm-hmm. know, actually, the, we need you to come back. And, and, you know, that's that's how you build resilience. Too, yeah, true. You know? Yeah. What about what about a spiritual experience? Did you ever have a spiritual experience in the program? Yeah, spiritual ex- spiritual awakenings. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Those God shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got one. In, you got one in particular that that you remember really clearly. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I was one that. Um, so I worked at the VA, but I was also before I got the job at the VA, I was doing. I had a job at um, this paper manufacturing place okay. and uh, making $6 an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got it through this, my Vogue, my Vogue uh, rehab, mm-hmm. vocational rehab counselor. Uh-huh. Right, right. I got that through her. Okay. And at the time, she had 14 years sober. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I'm thinking that she's going to get just the right job for me. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so she started sending me off on these net doing networking. I already knew how to network. <laughs> okay. I knew how to go through the newspaper, the yellow pages at the <laughs> yeah. time, yellow yeah. pages. Yeah. And the phone book. Yeah, all that stuff. I knew how to do all that stuff. Right, right. But you know, I wouldn't let too much out about me. Mm-hmm. Although I would want it, you know, I like to change careers. Yeah. So I started thinking about being a boiler engineer uh-huh. and all this stuff. And right. So instead of where, until I started checking into it and the college that you have to have for that. And <laughs> and here I am, 45 years old already. <laughs> right, you know? right, right. Yeah. And so, um, but she says, I have just the job for you. So it was out in uh, Kerman. And that's not too far from Fresno. And um, I'm driving through these grape orchards and stuff, and that's all I saw was grape or- orchards yeah. until I saw this this concrete building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it had no windows on it. Right. But that's where they manufactured cor- cardboard boxes. Wow. Okay. And I stood at the end of this press machine collecting the boxes when they came out of the press mm-hmm. and stacking them on uh, pallets. Okay. Right, right. And either sending them through a shrink wrap machine and wrapping them with shrink wrap and then stacking them on pallets for $6 an hour. Okay. Backbreaking work. So then I started working because I contacted child support. Mm -hmm. And I told them where I was working, this, that, and the other. And so um, they got in contact with me. Mm-hmm. Letting me know how much I'm I'm going to pay him. Uh huh. Yeah. Or how much? Yeah. How, yeah, how much, much I'm going to pay him? Right. Right. And so I started thinking, well, shit. You know, this is taking a big chunk out of mine. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up getting a job at the VA hospital too. Mm-hmm. Right. So between that job and the uh, manufacturing boxes. I was working 80, 80 hours a week. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of hours. Yeah. It gave me three hours in between each job to get ready and go to the next one. Wow. <laughs> and, until the weekends came, then I had the weekends off. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I did that for a few months. And and then just, so every, what I couldn't met, meet in my payment to ch- child services, the, well, they would tax me like ten percent, right? On on wasn't on what wasn't paid, right? So there happened to be this one guy that I was friends with, and his ex was a um, paralegal. Mm-hmm. But before that, I went through the yellow pages, mm-hmm. and I started off with A, mm-hmm. and I found this guy 
that was a paralegal. Okay. So I went to him. Okay. And little did I know at the time that he had some years in the program. Oh, okay. And so he was working with me pro bono. Oh, okay. And he gave me all the forms that I was supposed to submit to court. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but you had to submit them in a different way. Okay. They had to be colored. Some were, were uh, uh, had to be a certain color, and then you su- submitted the colors like a certain way. Okay. Right, right. So I thought that was kind of like um, a godshot type thing, you know? Here I needed some assistance mm-hmm. on, because first I went to the uh, court clerk. Mm-hmm. Right. And they directed me to social services. I went to social services, and they... Or did I go to, maybe I did go to social, but I ended up with legal aid. Right. Legal aid told me at $6 an hour, I was making too much for them to help me. I was making too much per hour for them to help me. Jeez. Oh. At $6 an hour. Really? So I thought that was. That's so funny. Then you found this guy just uh, just by then, going through the phone book. Then I book. went through the phone book and Somebody I found so this and guy. And he was in the program. Yeah. And then he told me that he couldn't help me any longer. Because he helped me for a long time. Some time, yeah. So finally, this guy's wife that I bonded a friendship with, his wife told me how to submit the papers. And so I did that. Oh, and so did you get get your your child support reduced or you got to see your kids more or something? Mm. Then I didn't get my child support reduced. I didn't get it. I didn't get it reduced then. And um, you know what? What? I did get it reduced. Yeah, why else would you have done all this, right? (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did get it reduced. Yeah, it must have been reduced. I'm thinking, geez, you went through all that trouble just to get just to have the paperwork. Yes. Okay. So I got it reduced some, but still, I wasn't able to make what they wanted me. Right. Mm. And so through the whole course of that, I built up nine, $19,000 in arrears. And it took me um, it took me six years to pay that off. Oh, okay. That's not that bad. Yeah, not that bad. You know, We're, you worked hard for it. But, yeah, I had those. And then um, with the employment, getting that uh, truck driving job and everything and, um, you know, and starting to get family back in my life. Um, yeah. it was, it was good. So you married t- today? No. No. Okay. I've been, I've been single as long as I've been sober. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I have had short relationships. A couple of them lasted like two years mm-hmm. and that's it. But, um. How about your kids? You, 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 you talk with your kids? Yeah. I talk with them all the time. That's great. And I have seven grandkids. And- wow. Oh, Wow. That's so good. So I have my oldest daughter that lives in Long Beach, and she has a boy and a girl. And then I have my other two daughters that live up in Hesperia. Uh-huh. And um, one has uh, three boys, and the other one has a boy and a girl. Oh, that's great. That's great. You and, spend time with the grandkids? Yes. I, yes. I Now that they've become of age, I've had... Baseball games, football games, oh, soccer fun. games that I go to. Yeah, oh, that's great. But um, through the years, and I I always say that time is part of the healing process. Oh, yep. yes. And so through the years, I was able to establish friendship with my exes mm. and with their husbands. Oh, and, great. you know, it's... Uh, it's kind of a blessing when they can invite mom and dad over at the same time. Yeah. And all yeah. that drama and everything it's has all in the past. Has left and 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 the ego, the deflating of the ego. And yeah. when they got married for me to walk them down the aisle, it oh. wasn't only me for me to participate. The stepdads and I both walked them down the oh, aisle. Oh, that's, that's really, really great. cool. So good. So good. 
All right. Well, I think we just got to our, our hour mark. So that's it? it? Yeah, that's that's it. We're, we're I'm done? We're, you're yeah, done. You're, you're at the done. end. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> Thanks in. Thanks for coming yeah, over. Yeah, this guy, this guy, I don't know. I don't know. We got, I got a great booker here on the other side of the table. Thank you, Diva, for yeah, finding thanks. him. Yeah, thanks. So, all right. Well, let's go into our let's go into the end of this. We we have uh, if you want to look us up, uh, if you want to look us up on Facebook, you can go to the Facebook page at the Terminally Unique Podcast, or, or you, an Instagram, which wow. is Terminally underscore Unique underscore Podcast. Right. No slashes. No, no dashes. dashes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You got I actually it. remember today. <laughs> Good job. No, I have IG in front of me. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then you have the terminally unique podcast at gmail If you just want to reach out old fashioned style, yes, through the email. All right, uh, we have. I don't know what we have coming up, but we have some cool stuff coming up in the next few weeks. Hopefully, yes. Um, Thank you again for coming in there, Tom. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for asking. All right. I love you. Love you. I love you guys. All of you guys in this room. Everyone in this room. There's a lot of love in this room. Okay. And uh, I think that's it. We'll say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.